Welcome back to another episode of the Balcony Chatter Podcast. I am your host, Andrew McKenney, with my co-host, Tim Taylor. Hey, hey. How you doing this week, buddy? Oh, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm doing very swell over here. It's the hottest week in L.A., first week in September, notoriously the hottest week. We have hit 100 degrees. Nothing's on fire yet. Knock on every piece of wood I have nearby. Um, but, yeah, everything's cool over here. Well, hot, but you know, you get it, whatever. Yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> What is uh? What's the what's the COVID situation like? Still still ramping up? I guess I don't I don't really understand it. People are business as usual. Doesn't matter how bad it gets. Uh, it's the only thing that's changing is people are not doing tours here. Uh, some people are canceling their tours. Some people are not. Some music venues don't care. Uh, some music venues care too intensely. Uh, you and I both have friends in music management, and it's a real headache for everyone involved it sounds like that being said just yeah. bought tickets to bayside a show that you just went to and i hope that the show yes, goes sir. on it'll be coming up at the end of this month so i'm hoping i can get over to that but uh i was doing a i was was rehearsing for a, a live play that i thought would be funny to do in a serious way and uh that has been canceled now because there was uh, quite the uproar about performing in masks um so yeah things are things are shutting down things are pretending it's not happening we'll see how how bad can it get <laughs> only time will tell baby yeah how about over I there mean, i mean new hampshire i heard is like i, I was talking to our friend uh kier bordner from the podcast and he said that he's now back to remote and i said is new hampshire that bad and he said it's the same so i, I don't i don't understand yeah i mean it's it's definitely they're they're starting to mandate masks in a lot more towns in massachusetts um but not every town. So it's it's I think it's case by case and what I thought was weird was I, I was under the impression that masks were mandatory in Boston everywhere. And when I went to that Bayside tour the other night, like you had said earlier, you needed to show proof of vaccination or a a, a negative COVID test within I think it was seventy two hours, whatever it is. But masks were only recommended. Were highly recommended, and that's basically at Fenway. It's across the street from Fenway at the House of Blues. So, I was under the impression that they were mandatory, and I mean, I wore one the whole time just to, you know, better to be safe than sorry, I guess. But, um, I don't know. I think it's it's up to a lot of establishments and towns to decide what they want to do until this gets worse, which. I mean, it seems to be trending in that direction, unfortunately. But well, yeah. you know, fingers Plus with crossed. The cold that weather it gets too, better. I just think it's also just going to get much, much worse. Um, yeah. Even even out here, it seems to spike in quote unquote cold weather. But over there, it's just people are going to huddle together inside, and it's just going to be spreader stuff. Um, over here, I went to a show at the Hollywood Palladium. Not to put them on blast, but I found this interesting. They didn't ask for proof of anything, and uh, masks. There were signs, but I, I didn't see anybody get yelled at. It was yeah. It was bizarre and that was in the spike of delta at the end of august so um or mid like mid to late august so i don't know i don't know what's going on i don't i'm just bars make you wear one when you walk in and then don't seem to care after that and they make you prove you're uh vaccinated or whatnot and that's about the only things i, I i'm going to a show a smaller show tonight so i guess i'll be interested to see what's what that's like over uh at a smaller venue yeah and you'll be you'll be going to some 
whether it's hockey or basketball or football or whatever over the next few months, I would imagine, too. So it would be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, when I went to SoFi, there was a lot of put your mask on, put your mask on while you're out of your seat. But I didn't see people policing the stands uh, much like you and I saw back in uh, April. Uh, at that Bruins game where we were both the Bruins and Celtics games where the the ushers were getting power trips out of telling people to cover their face. It felt yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> yep. So none of that, that I've seen so far. Well, so I, I want to talk about something first that I had jumped the gun a little bit on last week. Okay. Where I had said that we were that it was confirmed that the NHL was going to be part of the Olympics, and Uh-oh. I thought that to be true. Oh no! But, I've been so happy thinking about that lately. But it has now since been actually confirmed, oh. and they are playing. But I had said before. Wow, you buried the lead there. Good job. <laughs> yeah. You got me, dude. I've been tr- genuinely ecstatic about that going forward. Well, so. that that's good news because I would like to get your opinion. I, I mean, we should in theory, have at the very least four players that are a lock to go to the to the Olympics. As Bruins. In my opinion. Yeah. For Bruins, yep. Yeah. And then... Uh, yeah. And then there's a couple wild cards after that that could go... I, actually, actually, I should say there's probably five that are a lock. I um, think so, because you got to think of some of these other small countries that we rep pretty hard. Yeah, I mean, so you have Bergeron, Marchand, for Team Canada, locked. I, I would imagine that they're they're a lock, right? I'd agree. And then you have Pasta, of course, playing with, on on the Czech team. Yep. And then you have McAvoy playing for Team USA, right? And then you have an interesting um, the new our new goaltender should I would imagine be playing because I believe he's from Sweden, and I don't think that they have a lot of high profile or high talent um goaltenders in the league. I mean, I think that they yeah. have um Robin Leonard who is a good goaltender, but I mean, I just I don't think that they have a lot in the NHL that are um, you know, top tier to yeah. go play for I mean, their listen, country. maybe he's not going to start over there, but No, maybe they, not. They they take three goaltenders, do they not, right? I mean, he's got I think he's I, one of those three. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I'd agree. So and then the couple wild cards that I have, the reason I say wild cards is because you never know what happens with injuries. You never know who's going to actually go to the Olympics if there's a COVID scare with the, a certain player that's supposed to go, or you know anything could happen. So the way I look at it too is, depending on the way Jeremy Swayman plays, he could potentially be one of the extra guys for Team USA. Yeah, I got another um, name that I'd throw into there, and you know this might be me not watching enough of the NHL and maybe not knowing the competition, but I think Craig Smith would be a hell of an alternate, you know? You know, I think a lot of people have speculated that too, and I think that that would be... I, I don't... Yeah, I, I think that that would be a good call. Um, But, you know, he... It, it all depends. Again, it's like it's Team USA, so... right. You know, who do they have that's going to fill in there? And and I think that he'd be a great addition to that team. So I think he gets a look, and I'd be surprised if he didn't. I mean, he's a 20-goal yeah. scorer. He's great. Right. And a veteran guy. I mean, he knows yeah. he knows his way around the locker room and all that. So I yeah. think, yeah, everybody has nothing but high praise for him when they talk about him in the locker room. So right. why wouldn't you want that on 
the team that's representing your country, you know? Exactly. Uh, but I was also thinking for Team USA, Carlo, if, if depending on what the depth is like on defense for Team USA, uh, he if, if he has a great year, you know, what they expect him to play like, then you never know what he might be a bottom extra guy or something. But, you know, Team USA is – or the USA is really branching out into hockey over the last decade or so, and they have a lot of options and a lot of good players coming up. And, and I think that, you know, I still think that Team Canada is going to be unstoppable, but I think Team USA has a shot to give them a run. I, I agree, and I think Russia's not, no one to look past, um, just historically. Uh, yeah. Because even, even when they don't have an, a crazy amount of NHLers, they are still a problem. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, when is when does this roster have to be solidified? By is my question. Like, how much is how much play of the beginning of the season, which we are getting close, Andrew. We're knocking on it, man. I'm excited. We are very close. Um, it's exciting. What? How much of that play can even come in? Sorry for this, but come into play as to whether you're worthy of the team or or not. You know what I mean? No, I I get what you're saying for sure, and that's a great question. I wish I knew the answer to it because. I I mean you you would think it has to be pretty much chosen, you know, in ad, pretty far in advance from the yeah, actual exactly yeah trip right. because they have to decide on you know if players are actually going to participate. Certain players are actually going to go and and all of that. And I, I there there's very few players I think that would turn down the opportunity to represent their country should they be qualified to do so. So I, I don't think that's the problem, but we are looking at a February time frame for this. So my guess, you might have a lot of COVID nose too. We gotta we gotta recognize that. I mean, granted, if they're, gonna co- if they're gonna COVID know if they're gonna COVID know internationally, you'd think they'd do it in the NHL as well. But you know, it's 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 possible. Yeah, I don't know. My my guess from being on the outside and just taking a complete guess and having no idea whatsoever. Is my I would think that they need to know by like December who the the roster. Yeah, latest. Yeah, I think so. Right, because you and you, I'm sure you, you want to get those Team USA practices going. A lot of those things, all those teams already know. Like Team Canada, they know who they're gonna bring. It's gonna be McDavid. It's gonna be Crosby. It's gonna be those guys. They know who's going. So yeah, there's not a lot of question marks on that end. I think it's more so the last minute question marks of. Is everybody positive? Did everybody pass and get a negative COVID test? Are we able to travel? Are we able to practice? You know, there's going to be a lot of that stuff going on. And hopefully by February, we're in a lot better shape. But I keep saying that every every four months, I'm like, in four months, we're going to be in a lot better shape. And then we're in better shape. But sometimes you take a step backwards or we're about to take a step backwards, so yeah. I hope I'm wrong. It just, but it just ho- feels like we're straddling some sort of in-between where it's not going to get better or worse. I don't know. Right. So I'm I'm hoping that it is, but all I could say right now for sure is that I am very much looking forward to buying a Charlie McAvoy Team USA jersey. Nice. Yeah. that's That'll be a good one for your collection. Yeah. I wonder what number he'll rock, if it'll be his own. Or... They tend to not do their own numbers, right? No, they do their own numbers dependent on, you know, who is on the team that doesn't have that number already. Right. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, somebody, 
wearing 91. Like if, if, if McDavid's wearing 91, I don't know if Steven Stamkos is going to wear 91 or something. Like, you know, I think that, right. they, that's, they, in, they that's an interesting one where like he's the goat, but he's younger kind of thing. That's interesting. But yeah. Right. Yeah. So it, that'll be interesting to see who does what. Hmm. No matter what, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward no to the what, hockey. No matter what, Connor McDavid's going to demand a trade. Um, <laughs> get him with some actual talent. <laughs> we'll see. That's that's interesting, though. Does does Jack Eichel go to the Olympics? Ooh, that is interesting. He should. Like, I, I know that he's in a rough spot with Buffalo, and he kind of wants out of there, and things are weird, and it's a whole If he thing, wants to play but... enjoyable sport, if he wants to enjoy the sport he's great at, I bet he goes go play with all the best players in the world yeah sounds like a no-brainer yeah. i can't wait i we got to do a ton of olympics preview and everything even if it is just canada all the way i'm just so we, excited it's just it's it's a totally different league than it was four years ago in my opinion and absolutely. I, and i know that you know international hockey is different and the you know the rink is much bigger and everything like that but it's just you, you've seen the best of the best and it, i think the olympic hockey is better than olympic basketball and I love Olympic basketball, really. Um, it's well, just, I also yeah. think there's a lot more talent in totally. in the yeah. and it's, in their and it's respective sport. And it's fairly more balanced, even though USA and USA to basketball and Canada to hockey, you can make the argument is very similar. But they, it's not, it's not a surefire bet. You know, we you think Canada is going to be at the top. You know, they're the one to knock off. But that's a, that's a, that's what I'm saying now. It's just the spread. The sport is spread. And so I, I think you could have some of these teams ready to come out and punch people in the mouth. So it'd be interesting. And you get a good goal. You get a hot goaltender, and you know we've seen it in the NHL. It can lead you a long way. Yeah, for sure. And and the other thing too is, like, I I know we're gonna get into when we get closer to the Olympics. We'll talk a lot about it, and we'll see um, rosters and all that stuff. And I'm sure that we'll talk about some made-up sports that we think should be in the Olympics as well for, so. for winter. I'm ready for winter um, version, yeah. Yeah. Snow volleyball, um, baby. But what do you... That would be sick. Yeah. But anyway, what do you... What, are you worried at all about injury with the Olympics? Like, I know, of course, yeah, you have to worry about it. But, like, how, how worried are you about I don't, I, our star players getting injured? I've had to do a lot of self-conversating and thinking on this matter. I ultimately think the greatest part of the Olympics is the best of the best going at each other. And I think it's just, and I think the NHL signing off on it this year as opposed to, well, because now it's eight years because they didn't do it four years ago, right? Is that right? Yeah. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been eight years. So it has been a hell of a lot longer. That's why it is a, such a different league, because it's been eight years. If Bergeron goes down or Marshawn goes down, I have to just eat my words. Like, it's just I have to take it on the chin. If Pasta goes down, I think there's something beautiful about going to represent your country and play the top of the top. And the NHL has kind of bowed to the Olympics have a major place in history and that these guys should be able to go and represent their country if they'd like to, and we'll we'll even pause the season to allow them to do that. Um, we'll see, but that's, that's the interesting. It thing. sucks if that happens. It's unfortunate, but I don't know. I, I guess like with I don't know fate and whatnot. Just like if that was going to happen, it could have happened on, you know, at an NHL arena just as as much. I, I don't know. I absolutely. I want them to but, go and play. Ultimately, at the end of the day, that sucks if that happens. But I want them to go play. That's the thing too. Is that say. 
say Jason Tatum had gotten hurt playing in the Olympics, that wasn't going to affect. I mean, I suppose it could have, depending on the severity. Yeah, and I the, mean, he, he tears the, an ACL. It's we're screwed. Right, but like that wasn't going to affect the season in the short term. Right. If it was an injury where he, you know, he he sprained his ankle or whatever, he would have been out. If it was during right the season coming right back, he would have been out probably a couple weeks or whatever yeah. the actual injury is. MLB um, wouldn't do it, which I think is ridiculous. Right. And MLBs would have been like the NHL, where they would have to pause the season to allow people to go and represent their countries. Yeah. Um. I and it's MLB is like an even less, and I don't think they don't do that because of injury by any means, but. That's a, even a less likely sport to get injured in, I'd imagine. Uh, yeah, I, I have a uh, I have a fun question for you that I'm probably gonna get hate for because I have an answer to it, and I want to know what your answer is. All right. And it's gonna make me seem like I'm a hater when my when I answer this, but okay, I'm gonna give you three guys that are gonna be in the Olympics, and which one of them, if they were to go down, do you consider the Bruins season to be over? Okay, right, so. Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasta. Yeah, you have to. One of them goes down, and you're convinced the whole the season's done. Brad Marchand. Okay. I see. I I would have, I would have said Bergeron, and I would have said that we could easily get away with. And not not easily. I take that back. I take it back. We could have gotten away with pasta going We've down. We've played without pasta. We've seen right. us play without pasta. He is he he is instrumental to this team, and it doesn't don't read into it. But we've yeah. done it. We've plugged and played. Right. We, we and, can and, next man up that position. I just think we need. I mean, you need your you need your captain. Oh, totally. I, I, it's a toss up to me with Bergeron and Marshawn. Marshawn, I just think is you know the Bruins' heart and soul. He's the Marcus Smart of the. Bruins. I I agree with the first part. I don't agree with the. <laughs> Anyways, but <laughs> I almost got you. Damn it. The the Bergeron thing to me is like, yes, he's your captain, but Marshan can't play without Bergeron. Like he he seems to be kind of like a lost puppy sometimes when Bergeron is injured or out or whatever yeah, the reason. Not wrong. And so. Bergeron also makes everybody else better on the team. He makes the power play unit better, all of that. And I think that he he's more valuable as a whole to your team than than Marshan. And that's not to say that Marshan isn't the best player on this team. Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, There's just different aspects that bring more to the entire team overall. So, so you know, and, can, and, Ber- you, and Bergeron's the scary one too because he's the oldest, you know, and right. so like. A hit that the other two might be able to take might screw them up. So well, but that that's the good thing about the Olympics too. This is it's not you don't have Ryan Reeves out there, you don't have Tom Wilson out there taking people out <sighs> or God. putting big checks. Like it's just not like that. God. Like there's there's body contact, but it's not like a, a game where there's two rival teams. Like the of course USA and and Canada, they're rivals and all of that, but they're not going out there to kill each other. They're going out there to win for their country, yeah, and of yeah. course, they're going to do what it takes. But it's not a physical game in that sense. It's barely fighting, right? I don't. E- I don't think, I don't think that I've ever fighting seen in the fight, Olympics. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I'm looking forward to the Olympics a lot. That not being just said, hockey, I think uh, I think the uh, season might be screwed if any of them go down. <laughs> I agree with that. I mean, too, we can but we can make a run, but we need all three to win. I think. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, thankfully, we have that second line stud and Taylor Hall to fall back on at this point. So um, if somebody were to go down, at least we have, you know, a guy that could potentially slot in on the first line and be able to take that kind of pressure and, and play and score goals. So. Say, you, say you lose both those wingers and then you got... No, Craig, I won't say that, Craig actually. And, Craig and Taylor up top. That's still a pretty tough first line. But yeah, don't say it out loud. No, or anything like I that. will not. It won't happen. That's fine. That's fair. Fair. All right. But what about what about adding to this Bruins team? Because there is a player that there has been some rumors swirling around, which I don't even know how this is possible if it were to happen, but there's rumors swirling around. That the Bruins and the Toronto Maple Leafs are both kicking tires on this one player. And I think that you would be pretty, I think you would be pretty happy to hear about it. Uh huh. When you say kicking tires, is he a free agent? He is not a free agent. He's a tradable, is, I, he's an on the table tradable guy. Right. And I'm talking about uh, PK Subban. Mm -hmm. So I don't take it for what, it, what it's worth. There's a lot of rumors and stuff going around that the Bruins are reaching out to New Jersey. He's on New Jersey, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, at least getting a feel for what his worth is. I'm pretty sure he's on a major contract. Like, not term-wise, but money-wise. And we have no money. So even if you were to move Jake DeBrusque and John Moore, still doesn't leave you enough money to sign or to, to hold him on your roster. But in so, the NHL, can you do what the NBA does where they cover part of the contract and like you compensate with picks type deal? Sure. Okay. They, they can, they can eat salary. Okay, but, great. But like to say they were even going to eat half of his salary, I think he's at like 8 million or something like that. So he's a, he's a big contract. Let's see. Let's, let's see this. Um, I also want to say, Yes, I'm. I've said it on this podcast before, and I I stand by it. I would I would love to see PK Subban in black and gold, just full on wood. Um, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. In 2021, Subban will earn a base salary of two million dollars and a signing bonus of six. Oh, okay. So that might well, be, but carries somewhat. a cap hit of nine. Yeah. I don't know how go. that works if it trades. Okay. I gotta I gotta honestly learn all this stuff more they, they would have um, to eat a lot of his salary and whatever but Andrew we've been talking win now we've been talking uh you know well we were saying Krejci's on his last like heading towards the end that's no longer relevant but we've been talking about the, the one guy that we care about the most Patrice Bergeron and we want this team to win now we are fully prepared to sacrifice any sort of 10 years from now if that means we get a cup or at least three appearances in the next five years right we'd almost do anything for such a thing Sure. I think P.K. Subban's a move you do. Well, so he's also getting a bad rap for having some pretty poor play over the last four seasons compared to what he was in the past. Sure. I mean, he was elite. I'm sure. But, and you hate when people go to crap teams and quit, but when they go to crap teams and quit, it's very hard for me as an individual to be like, yeah, screw that guy. It's like, dude, they sent him to New Jersey. Yeah. And when he was finishing up with the Predators, the Predators fell off a cliff. Yeah. And before that, he was awesome. They loved him, you know. Like when they had that cup appearance, he was he was the he was one of the favorites. I, I just think about, I just think about like, aside from what he does off the off the ice, which is potentially the best, you know, the greatest guy in the entire NHL as far as that stuff goes. Um, 
that's not why I want to bring him here. I, I like I love him as a person. I hate him on the ice when you have to play against him. But I just picture, you know, should we, you know, should he come to Boston? Him playing with McAvoy or with Carlo is pretty pretty lethal, I would think. I think the, the either pairing, if you were to put him on with McAvoy or with Carlo, is going to be a problem for any any team, any night. I don't care who you're playing against. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I could not agree more. I want this. I really do. I want them to figure it out, and I almost don't give a shit who we have to lose, um, because I I don't because at the end of the day I I have no belief that it will be anyone of importance. You know, right? Like if this is, I mean, gonna they're not going to trade Taylor Hall no. or Craig Smith but, or. But yeah. hey, but sell the damn farm for him. I'm in. Sell the farm. Sell the, get get rid of the picks. I'm in, man. I just, I, yeah. I just, I want this team. I want this roster to be stupid good. I want this roster to scream, "It's their cup to lose," and then ideally we don't. But like, I, I'm just beef this team up. Like, let's get a cup for Bergeron. Like, well, just, but that's just that's just it, right? Because New Jersey right now is in a very unique situation where they're rebuilding their team, and they're going very young, and they have a really good young team. So either they want veteran leadership or they want good young talent. So they are looking for something from Boston or from Toronto. They both have valuable assets to give to that team. So it is a it is a possibility that there is something that there's a match between either Toronto or Boston and New Jersey for PK should that come about. And I think that Sweeney would be stupid not to talk to them about it. At least figure out what what his value is and what New Jersey would be willing to eat to get him off of the roster. Cause they don't want to pay $9 million either. They also don't want to buy him out. So it, it, it there, it's but a very they, interesting, like but here's the story question. Would that they is, get stuck buying him out. Might they get stuck buying him out? If they ask too much, they might. I think, well, I don't, I don't think he has a long term left on his contract. So I think they would just allow him to either, I think it's this year and that's it, or maybe this year and next year. Um, so yeah. I don't think that they would worry about buying him out. It's just well, then that's the other thing. He's expiring, so it's just like, what do you what do you really think you're going to get back? You you like New Jersey is in the corner in this. That's what I mean. Take take a good young talented player yeah. who has a lot of potential and eat a little bit of contract and DeBrusque, use that player for years to come and get rid of PK. DeBrusque and some mid to late rounders and I don't know maybe some farm guys. Let's go. Done. Where do I sign? I love it. I want it. I, 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 I really would. I mean, and like if, if 10 years ago me could hear myself pining for P.K. Subban, he'd, he'd <laughs> want to slap the shit out of me. But he, That's he's, just, he's yeah. grown up. He's grown up. He's a great, he's a stand-up guy, and he's tough as hell, and I think he's got a lot left in the tank at the age of 32. I do. And I think that there's a reason you haven't seen him flaunt that, and I think it's because he's playing for the New Jersey effing Devils. Yeah, and a lot of people like claim that he's a head case, but they claim that Taylor Hall is a head case too. And so far, we have not seen the head case version of Taylor Hall. Yeah, of course, he wanted to come here. He wanted to be here. He he fit in very nicely. People still think maybe it's going to come around should he go into a slump over the next, like, you know, first few months of the season. But I don't see it happening. It just doesn't happen with players like Bergeron and, and Marshan and those leadership guys that really, it's the, it's you know, the organization. You out of that. It's the Bruins organization. Exactly. You don't come in and 
be, be a putz because like you stand out like a sore thumb. Everyone else is buying into the program, and that does nothing but make you feel awkward. Like it's right. just. And so, again, and I, I think, think that, Taylor Hall got a bad rap because look where the hell he played. Like I'm tired of people saying, "Look at look at this New Jersey Devils guy that that is such a head case there." You go play there. You go spend 41 games at the Prudential Center and lose more than half of them. And tell right. me why you're motivated and why you should stand out when that team looks. If if Buffalo didn't exist, we'd be ripping them. Yes, they got run, young talent and whatever, but they can't figure it out. They can't get over this hump. And then they acquire these yeah. guys, and these guys hate it there. There's a system problem in in the Devils organization, if you ask me. Yeah, and and I think that PK is one of those leadership guys who, especially when they when he's on a good team, like he he wants to be a guy that they look up to uh, the younger guys look up to and that he can help with their development and all of that. So uh, to be honest with you, I think that it's him coming, him coming to the Boston Bruins would kind of be a match made in heaven with Bergeron, Marchand and the other leadership guys that are really good with that. So I would love to see it for the right price. Uh, that's where I'm going to stand on it because I mean, these guys have played I in the Olympics want- together too. You know they uh, played that might that eight years ago. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure there was you know, Marshawn Subban. I'm, I don't know. Don't I mean, if me. not, if not, they've always played in, in the the All Star game together and they get along. I mean, they yeah, they hate they each do. other when they're playing against each other. Yeah. But Marshawn hates everyone when he's playing against them. So exactly. No. Marchand and vice versa. Was, yeah. I, I would love to see everyone five on five dropping dropping stuff, and it's the top line and Subban and. Carlo, just everyone's going at it. I'd love that. I'd be sick. I think I think we we inch closer to Big Bad Bruins if you add PK Subban, and 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 he's an he's you know he's got a rifle from the blue line, you know. At at the very least, he's an agitator, like quite kind of like Martian, not as good at it, obviously. Uh, and yeah, I mean he's he's a good power play guy, and he's a good, uh, y- you know, he's he is a good defenseman. It's just yeah, put him on a good team. Yeah, I'm I'm tired. Yeah. I've said it three times now, but I'm just tired of this guy doesn't. This guy is is done. Really, where's he play? Yeah. Oh, he's done forever. Shut up. <laughs> Idiot. Oh, alarms. So, I, I I wanted to talk about that. I want to talk about the Olympics, and then the last thing I wanted to wrap up this episode with was, uh, I want you to give me a little bit of an idea on the newest Celtics who the newest player that they acquired recently, because to me, I, I don't know much about him. Uh, Wancho Herman, Hernan Gomez. Uh, I love the Hernan Gomez brothers. They are severely underrated. Uh, also want to shout out uh, Wancho for being a future uh, Hollywood star as he has a reportedly hefty role in the new Adam Sandler film hustle coming out soon. Uh, so I'm excited. He seems like you must have charisma if you're going to be an Adam Sandler movie. I was blindsided by this trade, and I was excited to see Chris Dunn in, in green. But uh, this is a great move. Uh, I think I thought I've I think I've said on the podcast I thought we were fairly thin at power forward, even if Horford is being played at power forward. Um, this solidifies that. I mean, there's there's rumors he may even start at that, and then you're going really big ball. It looks like we're getting rid of our small ball handlers. Uh, so long, Carson Edwards. I really wanted you to pan out. I hope you have a good career. I like you as a dude. I'm not going to miss you in green. Um, 
I, I I'm excited about this. I I I think Wancho I think is going to be a massive fan favorite, like the new Taco. Uh, I, but he's playing. He's just I, I am. He's a hustler. He can score. He's a body, and he, it's it's a hole that needed to be filled. And we, we had a surplus at, at at point guard. We have people. We have right now who can bring up the, if we're going to start Marcus Smart at point guard, which is. What is being reported, and I believe is coming straight from our head coach's mouth, then you have backup Dennis Schroeder. Josh Richardson can bring the ball up. They want to be big at point. You know, I mean, with Schroeder is the size that he is, but he's tough. The, these guys weren't going to get minutes. Chris Dunn was like fourth down on the on the point on the ball handling list, in my opinion. And so we adjusted our surplus of guards and got a. I think extremely legitimate power forward out of the whole whole affair, and Bre- you know President Brad just keeps President Bradding, and I I don't think he's missed this year. I I give him an A in terms of what he had to deal with. You know he didn't make some big swing and fall up short. This I don't I haven't found one person who can argue this. Even when I say that I think he got an A this offseason, because I think all you have to do to get an A is improve the team, and I think this team. If you look at the two rosters, there's no there's no conversation. There's no conversation. This year's roster is going to be significantly better than last year's. Now, the caveat with that is that the whole league is get the East is getting stronger, is beefing up. You got the Lakers getting big, everyone's getting stronger and beefing up and so forth. So I, you know, I I don't care. This team is better than last year's. I'm extensively impressed with Brad, who honestly Someone asked me, what did he do to earn this position that he has? And I said, frankly, nothing. He coached well for seven years. That doesn't mean he's a good president, but he is. I'm loving every move. Long live President Brad, and I'm stoked on Hernan Gomez. So I'm I'm very ignorant on this, and call me a bad NBA fan altogether, but I don't know anything about this guy, and I'm glad that I have a little crash course on him. But is this a guy, is he a younger guy? Is this somebody that we can build? Yes. Not, not. I don't want to say build around, but keep around for a while and kind of have him as a piece for the long-term team. Yes. Should that be something that they want to do? Wancho is twenty-five years old. We got we 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 uh, drafted no signed Daniel Tice as a rookie at twenty-five, and he gave, he gave us three solid years. This guy's already been in the NBA. He's played for Spain. Okay. He's he's just a very legitimate dude. He's six nine. Seven foot wingspan, salary cap not that massive. This is a guy who, for the right price, you could keep around as a solid, solid. Uh, I think he can start. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past. Uh, you know, I wouldn't put it past anyone that that he's starting. But um, he he will be a significant role player if not starter. And yeah, he's twenty five years old. It's it's great. Well, I mean that's what I like to hear as as a. I always say, as the casual fan here on the Balcony Chatter podcast, the casual basketball and Celtics fan, right. I do love them, and I, I watch as many games as I can. But, uh, you know, it's definitely what I want to hear build, towards building the team for the future and keeping that, um, keeping it young and keeping it, you know, affordable, I should say. Right. Let me see. Yeah, let me see his current. Let's see how long we have him with this trade. Um, from my slow, 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 slow laptop. Uh, let's see. He's he's through twenty twenty three, so we have him this season okay. and next season. Um, 
So you should get a good idea of the type of player that he's going to be on in this system, on this team, over two years. And if they decide that they want to re-sign him, I'm sure that they will. Yeah, I, I believe uh, I believe so. And, you know, they just gave Jabari a flyer. Him and Jabari are going to be able to duke it out for who's the top power forward there. And I think uh, that'll be fun. We'll we'll see, right? Because yeah, because now Jabari won't be cut, which is great. This trade this trade was just great all around. Uh, I Healthy to competition see Chris is is only a good thing. Exactly, and uh, again, I really wanted to see Chris Dunn. You know, he was a hell of a player in Providence. I actually wanted him drafted the year I, when I didn't. Right? You know, I I am gonna I will die on this hill. I did not boo when we got Jalen Brown. I was very excited once I learned about him the minute we drafted him. But I was hoping for Chris Dunn that year. You know, so I was excited to see this play out but uh best of luck in memphis um yeah i th- this is this is a great move for this roster it was done before it even began yep wow <laughs> <laughs> we should make shirts um uh, i bet like five people would buy that and really really enjoy it <laughs> yeah you're gonna spell done d-u-n-n yeah of course of course uh well, I mean, that's all I got this week. We we actually have had a lot of stuff to talk about with the Olympics and with uh, with the potential of what us wanting PK Subban at least. Yeah. Uh, and so I I hope that they at least really do some talking about that with New Jersey yeah. because pick up the phone. That's it. That's all. We yeah. Want. Just exactly. Call. So call and then t- I hope and that then we have them, more updates and then tell them that they're asking too much because they definitely are. And then realistically yeah. give them an offer and if they say no, that's fine. They're going to buy him out, yeah. or he's going to be available in a little bit. Yep. I love it. I hope that we have more updates on that soon because I, I'm interested to see either if he does get traded or, you know, if they end up buying him out or whatever it may be. So Yeah, exactly. Exciting stuff, man. Hockey season starts soon. Basketball shortly after that. Preseason, and, I think, this month. So for both. And we're right back in it. Yeah. We're back, man. We survived we it. Football back. can at least carry us there now. It's good. Yeah. Starting tomorrow. Well, starting yesterday when you hear this, but yes. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited. It's good. The uh we've survived the the dead period, I think. Yep. We're we're getting the sports back and we are uh we're we're loving it. We're looking forward to more. The I hope that every every league can get all of their COVID situations under control and make sure that players are man I did three fantasy football drafts and did not keep up with how like who is an anti-vaxxer or not and so I've I, every time I do a pick I'd get someone being like ah the guy who probably won't be allowed to play that's an interesting <laughs> like, yeah oh, I don't know I don't I'm not paying attention Whatever. hey I mean baseball is kind of a dumpster fire right now too so yeah yeah Red Sox doing everything they can to not play in October good on them um, yeah. <clears throat> shout out to Cam Newton. I wanted I wanted you to stay, bud, but uh, it's, it's it's Mac attack time. Big Mac. Yeah. Shout out to Tom Brady, who's gonna stomp all over the Patriots when he comes to <laughs> Gillette. But it's cool. <laughs> uh, We're gonna lose by four touchdowns, but it's fine. What if Belichick like just like bounties for someone to end his career that'll be the darkest end to anything uh, oh my god <laughs> i think belichick's real been out of shape about it deep down but we'll see we'll see in four weeks developing story we will we will talk about as as it gets closer yeah absolutely yeah that one we're gonna cover we have to yeah we have to i will be there 
Oh, I love that. I love that. So I think I'll be at Pat's Chargers out here on Halloween. We'll see. Yeah, but you'll be here. Not for Halloween. You'll be. Oh, no, the, but you'll be here. You'll be in Massachusetts. Well, won't hopefully, you? hopefully, we'll see. We're still figuring that out. If not this okay. year, next year. That movie is happening. Thank you to everybody and anybody who donated. Uh, at the time of this recording, it is too late now. But if your thought was there, we appreciate it. Um, but yeah, it, it'll either be this year or next year. But if I'm there, I will. I'm not gonna. I don't. I'm, I'm not gonna be able to try to find a seat to the game. But I will definitely have a seat at some sort of watering hole where I can be loud yeah. and obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, man. Well, I think that we're we're getting to that time where we're going to be able to start talking about actual games coming up here and preseason and rosters and players, man. and I'm looking forward to that. I can't so. wait to do week recaps again. We've been doing 40 minutes on nothing. This is great. We're about to have. Yeah. Let's, let's go. Thanks for listening, let's everybody. I, hope, I believe it's still been entertaining and worth it. So, Yeah, again, shout out to everybody who listens to us yes. every week and who continues, Appreciate and you. especially when we ramble about nothing yeah. or Olympic sports that don't exist. Yeah. E3 or Olympics. I, I hope one of you took that and made money off of it. Slam ball, all that oh, stuff. Bring it back. <laughs> bring it back. But we're going to try to bring you interesting content every week, and when the season starts, it's going to get even better. Uh, we got some stuff in the works, like I, I, I've said before, and I'm kind of holding on to that a little bit until we get into the seasons a little, uh, or at least closer, and then we're going to unleash it all for you guys. It's coming so, at you. Stay tuned for all that, and thank you guys again for listening, and we will be back next Friday, uh, as always. As always. Stretched. Stretched.